0: what's up soccer players in today episode we interview somebody that has a big role in uh, soccer academy so those of you who are young and listening to this and those of you who have young talent um, that's aspiring to actually get to the next step and wants to join an academy then pay attention and you can learn some big information today all right stay tuned
1: Let's start out very, very basic. Will
0: a six pack help me as a soccer player? Logically. Why pre-game meals are important. If you do strength training, you can generate more force on the
1: ground. and It will take you less stride to get to that ball. Until you get there, you can make that up with hard work and dedication and training. On top of it, right, so if you're a player that has little to no training history, imagine the the gains in speed that you can get in such a short period of time because you're doing things this is why
0: strength training is important i don't care how you do your strength training i don't know some people like to go to the gym i just wanted to double down on that really quick the point is you have to get stronger what's going on soccer players welcome back to another episode of the soccer fitness experience podcast my name is berg Andy's not here today so i'm running solo we have a special guest today his name is oh man i don't want to butcher your name adam <laughs> His name is. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Adam Cento Centofanti.
1: Centofanti.
0: Adam Centofanti. How are you doing, Adam?
1: I'm very good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you. Thank you
0: for coming on, man. Those of you. Well, I was gonna. Why? don't you introduce yourself to to the audience? Tell them who you are and what you do.
1: No worries. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. my name is Adam Centofanti. Uh, I'm an Australian native. Uh, I have come to, to America to work for Houston Dynamo in the last year or so. Um, so my main role there is head of academy strength and conditioning. Um, so, you know, very much day to day of sort of getting the guys fit and strong, ready for the first team is the main objective. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I come from working at Melbourne City FC in Australia, which is a, another professional team. I'm involved in the city football group. So the really, really well-established academy uh, down there. And and it was just one of those things that I had a connection in, in the states that um sort of there was a role going so i, I thought i'd come over and, and try something new um and, and develop the the, the academy performance program here um so it's been a really interesting project so far and and i look forward to seeing how it shapes up over the next year
0: nice nice so you 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 have you have history you have experience with um training uh, kids in 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 academy in australia and Somehow, you know, through your experience, you were able to come to Houston Dynamo, yeah. um, which is great, man. So, so what, what's that like? You know, I'm, I, I I'm play amateur Sunday League soccer. You know, I was never good enough or <laughs> was never cultured enough to actually be in an academy. So yep. w- what's it like? You know, I, I know it's a little bit different from, from Europe. Um, yep. tell, tell me a little bit about it. and How is it run?
1: Yeah, so I suppose the, the day-to-day operation from a staffing standpoint is it's very much everything is meticulously planned um, from the first minute the players get into the club to the minute they step out. So so everything from designing the sessions to, to, to designing training loads, it's it's all covered from from a staffing standpoint. And then the players will come in, sort of a, a general day-to-day for a player will be they come in, they check in with uh, our athletic trainers just for anything that they m- m- might have... Uh, to resolve from the following um, from the previous training sessions, then we'll do some form of screening, whether it's uh, you know height and weight. In Houston, it's quite hot, so we do we definitely do weight weighing way weigh out every single day, um, and then on particular days we may do some form of testing as well with regards to performance. Um, but that that sort of varies week to week. Then they'll sort of come with me and do some form of movement prep into the training session, which is just basically like a mini gym session, if you will. Yeah. Um, to prepare the players, and then uh, they'll come into the, the field training session, which is very much uh, every single day has its own theme from a physical standpoint, but also a technical, tactical perspective as well. So my main objective is to, to make sure that not only is my section nailed from a from a physical development standpoint with regards to, okay, whether we're working on acceleration, maximal velocity running, mm-hmm. change of direction, the many qualities that an elite footballer would need, but also is the actual football drills eliciting the response that we're after uh, physically. So we can't just sort of have a session for the sake of a session. It needs to achieve a physical outcome as well. Um, So so the idea is, you know, behind the role, and I think the best way to work is that we work collaboratively with the technical staff to ensure that not only we're achieving technical tactical goals, but also we're achieving them in a way that also achieves our physical objectives, um, which I think is done really well at Houston. Um, for the most part. So that's, that's been a really, a really positive step since I've arrived at the club.
0: And how uh, old are those, are those kids you're working with?
1: So the, the average age is around 17, 18. Um, there's some younger kids, sort of 16, 15. We, we have a few 14-year-olds in the in setup that I work with um, exclusively. The Younger age groups go all the way to 12 years old. Um, so that's, that's, we haven't branched too much into the performance side of things at that age just yet because it is a fairly new program. Um, but it's well on its way to sort of stretching itself to to every aspect of the club. Um, yeah, so it's very much a long-term athletic development uh, occurs okay. at Houston. All
0: oh, right, it's it's interesting you you mentioned, um, idea, well not ideally, but usually what you see is um, um, players focus and coaches only focusing on the technical aspect. Um, I mean, an academy because that's when you need to learn those those technical those, those technical drills. Because you know, the younger you are, the better you can absorb them. And then uh, strength and conditioning and and development, you sort of tend to see this at a later age. What when you get to about 16, 17, and then guys will start to focus on that. But in 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 the Houston Dynamo Academy, it it's, it seems like that's incorporated since since. Since day one.
1: Yeah, it, it's, a very, it's a very important part of a player's development, um, that, that physical part of their game. Because what we find, especially, you would have seen recently in, in, in modern football, the game's just gone faster, quicker. Yeah. Uh, players are fitter, they're stronger. So, in order to match not only the match demands, but the training demands, we, we need to have a really good physical base. Um, you know the fortunate thing about players in the academy is that we have time on our hands to develop all these qualities exclusively Mm. whereas sometimes when they do get to a first team environment if for whatever reason they haven't developed a certain quality it's a little bit harder to sort of get get them up to scratch you know especially when it comes to to movement education around running and accelerating and different things yeah the the coordination these are these are things that Every, every athlete should do, you know, like for me, the PE programs probably should cover a lot of it in schools. I think these days, I can only speak for Australia. I'm not, I'm not too sure of the American system, but it's a little bit more neglected um, compared to what it used to. So a lot of that work, that physical development, yeah, needs to be done in the academy system.
0: Nice. That's amazing. I never thought um, that I thought in the academy they only focus on the technical aspect uh, but no, this is great. This is actually great for you know the the the, the future of the game in 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 America. Period. Um, now, run me to um. Do, do you have do you have some idea on the equipment? How people get recruited? Do they pay? Is it free? Like how how, how does it go?
1: Yeah, obviously it differs club to club. Oh. Um, in a in a professional sort of setup, depending on on the region. Um, very much there is scouting a scouting network in place uh, to bring players in. Um, usually, they'll sort of scout locally um, or regionally, and then it's depending on the age level, they'll, they'll sort of look, look abroad as well. And when I say abroad, interstate, um, mm-hmm. say outside of Texas, for example, in Houston, the particular players can be brought in. Um, usually, that's done at, a, at an older age group. If there's a, a top talent, that, that would be brought in. So there's multiple avenues that a player can be brought in. Um, it, it just depends, basically. There's, the coaches know a lot of people. They have, they have eyes everywhere. Um, and, and we have a really good technical department run by Paul Holika, um, who oversees all that. So he, he's, in, he's in charge of making sure we're bringing in the right players.
0: Okay. And you guys get funding from, from um, Houston Dynamo. So the players that get selected, it, it's, it's,
1: it's free. Am I, am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. So any, any player in the the top level, um, sort of, you know, virtually on that under 16, 17, 18, 19, that's, that's a fully uh, paid for program. Um, particularly if guys are coming in from, you know, another state, then we'll, we'll house them in in houses as well. And and, and we'll pay, pay for their housing. So they, they're looked after, they can just focus on the training. Um, so it's a, yeah, it's, it's a pretty well run program. And I think that that's the biggest sort of benefit that Americans have, um, you know, being in an MLS setup compared to other countries that and I've experienced Australia and I've seen, you know, different academies around Europe as well, that there's multiple avenues to go after you sort of in this environment, which I think is a real positive um, for the next generation of American players. And, and you're seeing that now with so many top-level players playing in the national team, but young players. Yeah, so young players
0: are exploiting everywhere in, from America to Europe, which is great. Yeah. Uh, the other... Thing that um, I was gonna ask you because you said the coaches um, they recruit local and sort of like interstate they have eyes everywhere. Texas is huge, and you guys got like three teams now. You got Houston Dynamo, FC Dallas, Austin FC. Now, you, do you feel like you
1: compete for, for talent um, between those three teams? I think I think there's there's definitely yeah, it, it will occur to some level. Uh, I'm not involved in the day to day of recruitment, okay. so, so I can't I can't comment exclusively on. On which players have been up for grabs, and whether there's been, you know, some tussle over, over who gets who. Um, but ultimately, you, whatever players do come in, it's our job to to make them in the best condition we can to get them to the professional level. Our number one objective is to, to produce professional players now. Um, you know, and secondary to that, can we get them into a top level college, uh, and and make them and make them top level top level human beings as well, which I think is uh, often sometimes missed. Do you, do you feel like um,
0: part of your job is to also get players super ready for for, for um, college as well, just trying to boost their physical up for college?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, we have a few older players now in our club that, okay, may not go into the first-team environment, uh, for, you know, in the immediate future, but mm-hmm. they're, they'll go on a college pathway. So we'll prepare them as best we can, um, so they can do well in college and then potentially return to the professional setting, um, whether it's in a draft system or whatever other way.
0: Yeah, either way, you're helping them set a path for their future, which is good.
1: The other question
0: I wanted to ask, so, and, and you, you see this running into young players, so you are uh, head of strength and conditioning and you're working with a 10, 12-year-old. Like, how do, you, how do you get the buy-in? You know those players those guys they just want to play and, and or yeah. is it different because you're recruiting like a higher level of different mindset of young players that you don't have to do that much selling in terms of strength and conditioning yeah'm you know asking
1: I, I definitely get you honest with what you're trying to say, so my primary role is predominantly with the, with the older age groups, um, so we're only sort of dabbling a little bit into the the younger age groups, but everything that is done is first and foremost. In general, it's fun. So we're going to do things that are, you know, there's many ways you can develop physical qualities through fun games and and, and different exercises. Um, But also there's an understanding that if you are coming to the club that it is a professional setting. So there is a a minimum expectation of professionalism, even from a young kid. And and I suppose that's part of the education. Um, You know, you are coming to a club, you're you're expected to learn things over time. Um, So things are going to be quite simple. Uh, So, yeah, I think most of the players that are brought in are, are, are fairly mature in that regard and, and they're picked for a certain reason as well. So the coaches do a good job.
0: Got it. Got it. Yeah, it's a, you come into an academy like that and they they recruit um, carefully. You know, the the expectation is a little bit different, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: now, what's the most fun part about your job? For me, for me, the most fun part is just seeing the players develop their, their physical qualities and, and seeing the the outcome of a, of a good quality sort of run of training, you know, there's there's nothing better than a player that's coming to the academy, and then you know you look six eight months down the track, and they've completely changed. Because compared to what the gains you might get in a, in a senior player, we've also got the maturation factor that sort of comes into things where not only are you developing them through strength training and, and running and, and, and different things, but also they're naturally maturing just because of their age. Um, so you can see massive jumps in, in physical development in, in quite a short period, based, obviously based on their training age. So you're going to get yeah. bigger outcomes earlier, but also the the fact that they're maturing as well. Um, so often uh, the, the biggest advice I give to players is to make sure you're eating because they train hard. We do a lot of work, but they don't eat enough. Um, ah. so, so it's just like, you, you boys, you got to eat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the nutritional
0: aspect is very important.
1: Yeah. But, uh, but other than that, it's just the day-to-day um, you know, planning of training and, and collaborating for coaches is always good because I've got a football background as well, so I do enjoy yeah um, desi- designing drills with them. So it, it is good.
0: Where did you play in Australia?
1: I, pl- I played semi professionally in Australia and then semi professionally in Italy as well. So um, yeah, d- did that for many years. Always loved my football, so it was a natural sort of progression to get into some form of coaching. Yeah. Um, I was just one of those players that liked to run, so it was it was it was an easy one to get into fitness.
0: Nice right well yeah that was good man Uh, i I definitely learned a lot about the the certain aspect of the day-to-day because i just thought you know you go into an academy you get you you get taught the the technical aspect and then you play you you go around and 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 play with different academy and trying to compete but it seems like it as the i love the conditioning aspect that strength and conditioning aspect that goes into it as well this is this is amazing um now before we we part, right? What advice do you have for the young talent who who have aspiration to make it? Or what what do you say to them?
1: I think I think the most important thing for any player or, or anyone in life trying to aspire to anything is is number one commitment to what you want to do, uh, and then hard work. So how, everyone says hard work, do this, do that, but it's it's the the continuous drive to do it. So how how what's the longevity of your of your motivation? Everyone has great passion to do things but how long can you want to do it for I think is the key um, you do see a lot of players come in with a lot of drive and, and excitement but I always say to them okay can you do it for 12 months, can you do it for 24 months, can you do it for 36 so it's not so much how intense your passion is, it's how long can you maintain that passion for and commit to, to what you want to do um, because it is hard it, it is really hard to, to, to get to the next level um, in anything you do in life so it, it that's why it's, it's very important you commit and, and you have that intense drive for a long period of time. Oh, well
0: said. And that's not just for, for, for soccer, that's just for everything. And that's yeah, life.
1: Absolutely. They, 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 and, that, and that's a big part of the academic process. It's like, we're not just teaching you about how to become a footballer. We're teaching you about life to a certain degree because for as hard as everyone on trains, it's nothing changes when you go into a job. As well, you still, you still, you still, yeah. It's the same thing. Same thing. They
0: you know, just, just, just said like they won't know this until later on. <laughs> later yeah. <week. laughs> <It's> just,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Instead of doing uh, instead of doing three hundreds, you're doing maybe some accounting stuff. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Well, thank you, thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. Um, I'm very, very grateful for you to be on this this call um in summary guys like you said uh, you, you just got to persevere Persevere, sure. keep at it and not just for four four months three months we got to think long term everything long term because it's it's hard to make it to the pro it is hard it's hard all right well thank you very much for tuning in guys and um see you all next week